I know I overeat today. Man, burgers, hot dogs, desserts. Then had breakfast food on top of it. Sisters wrapped my plate up from this morning and you set it in front of me, I'm going to try to eat it. Now I'm paying for it. And so since I'm paying for it and struggling the way I am, I ought to have y'all to stand up. I'm the only one. I'm the only one standing up. Come on, folks, stand up. Stand up. Stand up for me. Stand up for me. <laughs> if we were under the Old Testament, I would get to sit down and, and, and read the scriptures while you all stand up. Aren't y'all happy for the New Testament? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I would like for you to remain standing, and I'm going to read this out of Acts chapter 8 where we will be launching our lesson. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial. And made great lamentation over him. And as for Saul, he made havoc of the church. Entering into every house. And hailing men and women committed to them to prison. And hailing men and women committed them to prison. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. You may be seated. Saul, the Bible said, was consenting unto death. The Bible describes an event right here of what you can look at and say, oh, how terrible. But yet you can also look at this and say, Oh, how beautiful. Said so, Brother May, what could be so beautiful about people being persecuted and having to run for their lives and some being thrown in jail? I'll tell you what's beautiful about it. They were committed. They were committed to the word. Yeah. The Bible says that, verse 4, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Right. 
But even in verse 3, it says, As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hailing men and women committed them to prison. Well, something had to identify them. Yeah. To be followers of the way. Right. Something that they had to practice and live according to that marked them to be different. And even though following this doctrine of the apostles could cost them their lives, they were committed. Right. Someone once said, pressure bust a pipe. And yeah. it will. Yeah. But let me tell you something. When you're committed to God and not just committed for what you could get out of this life. Right now. But when you can look beyond what this life has to offer and know there's a place of rest yeah. awaiting for better and for greater than what this world could ever offer you. Man. You may get to the point where you see it worth dying for. Yeah. Being thrown in prison for. Right. Even if you have to run for your life. Yeah. But Nowhere does it indicate that they rejected. They were ashamed. All right. As a matter of fact, the more the pressure was turned up, the more they went about preaching and spreading the word. Yeah. I want you to think about that for a moment. What if, what if Saul had come to your home? What if Saul had come to your home with his servants to say, I heard that you are one of them that follow that doctrine of Jesus. When they look around in your home, <laughs> what would he conclude? Would he say, ain't no way you'll be followers of Jesus. Not with this stuff laying around. Right. Not with what's showing on your TV right now. Come on now. When he looked through your music collection. Come on. It may just be possible he would walk out and say, let them live. Because yeah. they don't represent what I have been told and what I know about that man's doctrine that they ought to be following. Would your life be spared or would you be persecuted? All right. The Bible said that they went about preaching. Yeah. Listen to verse 4. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went where? Everywhere preaching the word. The persecution did not suppress the spreading of the gospel. It enhanced it. All right. And we live in more modern times today. But yet, how much do we put forth an effort to spread the gospel? Right. How personal are we involved in the lives of people in spreading the gospel? Yeah. 
How compassionate are we truly in reaching out to people and spreading the gospel? Folks, if we're going to be the church that people read in their Bible and come here and make a comparison to what they're reading in the Word, they also have to see a fire in us. Yeah. Concern about the caring and concern about lost souls. Man. Yes, the, the spirit of love, the spirit of God need to greet them at the door. We need to show kindness and love to them. But this love needs to go beyond just within the walls of this setting. Amen. People need to see a consistency. Yeah. That I'm just as much concerned about the loss on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And not just a show or some form of clothes I put on on Sunday. They need to see consistency. Amen. They need to know I'm just as much concerned about spreading the good news every other day of the week. But I'm going to tell you a concern I have. We reference today Sunday as the Lord's Day. I asked some people this same question and they, they really couldn't give me an answer. I said, well, if Sunday is the Lord's day and we, we recognize that and esteem that as the Lord's day, this is the day we come together, we assemble, we worship, and all of this stuff. If it's the Lord's day, why are so many trying to squeeze Everything in one hour. Mm. What is the rest of the day doing to glorify God? Right now. Now, I, I know I could be long-winded when I want to. But I, I just don't believe in NASCAR worship. All right. I don't believe I, I need to preach at 195 or 200 miles an hour Man. just to get you out in one hour. Amen. To go do what? Some from Sunday morning, you know you ain't going to see Sunday evening. Right. So if it's the Lord's day, what are we doing with the remainder of the day? Right now. See, we have allowed distractions we've allowed things in this world to distract us to to pollute our focus and it's hindering many from going about serving the way we ought to serve because we want to bring everything you no no you no I can't do that on Saturday see Saturday is my relax kick back chill club and everything else day. Yeah. But Sunday is the Lord's day. Why are we why are we bringing things and and, and other matters and issues to cut back on worshiping God 
and glorifying Him in our worship time and fellowship time because I got other things I need to do which you should have done on Friday, Saturday or any other day of the week. Yeah. If we can't get you to go visit the sick or do something of that nature on a Sunday, well, we know you ain't doing it on no other day. Many of us. Well, I'm busy. I got to go. But it's the Lord's day. To some. It should be for all. Why should it take persecution to drum up the excitement and the thrill and the, and, and, and the appreciation that we should have to go out into the world to spread the gospel? To lead others out of darkness into the marvelous light. It should be a joy for us to go spread this good news. It should be a joy for us to let somebody know what God has done for you. It should be a joy for us because if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Amen. Persecution then slowed the process down back in the early church. And with all of the liberties and all of the resources we have today, we have better promises. We have everything. Why should it be any less today for us than it was for them back then? Could it possibly be the people back then, they valued life, but they had an even better understanding that there was something greater and there was something more to living than even living on this earth. Amen. They knew there was something better offered. And if they had to go to prison for it, they went. If they had to be burned at the stake, they burned. If they had to be sown asunder, they were sown. If they were burned as street lights for traveling, they were burned. But they saw something far greater in this gospel than just what this world had to offer. And they were committed. They were committed. <coughs> I'm asking you, are you committed today? Are you committed today? I'm not saying you got to go out and make yourself a martyr. If you just live for Christ, you'll be martyr enough. Because you will end up in the spotlight. You will be singled out. You will suffer persecution. That's why Peter reminds us, if any man suffer as a Christian, let, what, what, let him not be what? Ashamed, right? Oh, you, you're going to get your attention because the world hates light. 
It hated Jesus and it rejected him. And when you stand for Jesus and live righteously, when you live holy, guess what? The world is going to hate you too. How do I know? Because Jesus said it. John 15, Jesus said a world loves its own. And don't become upset. Don't become so troubled when the world hates you. He said, remember it hated me before it hated you. But it's not you that they really hate. It's me that lives in you. There are some souls out there searching in darkness. Seeking. There are some folks out there who tie, they're tired of this merchandising. They're tired of this rock and roll and, 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 and full pledge rock and roll called worship. Loud music and all of this stuff. There are some folks who they're tired of that. And they're searching. And folks, I'm saying we need to present ourselves to be the lights that we are called to be so that in their searching, they will see us. They will see the difference in who we are than from blending in with everybody else in the world. A Christian ain't got no business blending. I say it all the time. A Christian doesn't have any business blending in with darkness. Amen. Brother Bell, how can I be a light that's set it upon a hill not to be hidden if I'm blending? Man. Well, you look like everybody else. That's an insult. Right. Not when I've been washed, sanctified, justified, redeemed. Not when I've been called out of darkness into the marvelous light. And you're going to insult me and say, I, I, I act like and look like everybody else? Oh, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying you cool like everybody else. No. I refuse to accept that as a compliment. Because if everybody else, Father, is the devil, you're telling me my daddy is the devil also. I'm sorry, I don't have the same parents as some of them. Be mindful of what people say about you. They may say it smiling, and they may say it thinking they're saying it in a complimentary way. It could be insult. We're different. We're different. And that's what makes the difference when we go out into this world. Folks don't see that everyday stuff going on in our lives. We're different. Even under tremendous stress, we're different. Even when people are rude to us, maybe it's a cashier at the Walmart or at the store and they, they act rude. We don't go off and curse these folks out. We smile at them. We might even ask, or we might even say, I'm sorry you're having a bad day. We don't do what evils in the world do. 
take off your earring, put some grease on your face, and put your nukes up. <laughs> and then some of us even pull out a camera and videotape it and post it on Facebook and want the world to know I can act a fool. <laughs> we don't need much convincing of that. All you need to do is stop following Jesus. We know what you act like. I would act the same way if I remove the word of God from my heart. You don't need to post and say all that. We know what we are without the word of God in our heart. Don't advertise it. We're holy. Somebody's looking for a light out there. Somebody's looking for your light out there. Somebody's watching you and have been watching you and they may not have said a word to you at all and they might not ever say a word to you. But that doesn't mean they're not watching you. Are you the true light. What's hindering you from going forth? What's hindering you from spreading the gospel? Why are you so comfortable talking about everything else worldly, but you're so hesitant about the gospel? Why is it so easy to talk? Why is it so easy to sing some, some smutty, nasty song, come on the radio, but it's, it's such a struggle to share the good news? have you ever examined yourself to say this shouldn't be this shouldn't be such a struggle for me to talk about the goodness of God but, but things that I ought not speak about things that ought not to come out of my mouth it so easily flows that simply tells me there's some work that needs to be done there's some examining that I need to do. Amen. Because the water from that one fountain can't be bitter and sweet. My question in closing is, what are people tasting when they drink from your fountain? How sweet it is or how bitter Of a taste does it leave? Hmm? Something to think about. Now some may take. Your living to be bitter. Because it's holy. It's righteous. And they don't have the mind to want to change. And do what's right. But that's their problem. Not yours. Now, some may take your words and your life being sweet. Why? Because it doesn't condemn them and the wrong that they're doing and how they're living. That is your problem. Because you can't represent Jesus giving off the wrong taste. We are in Christ. We have nothing of our own. We've been purchased 
by Christ. It's not anything of ourselves. What well, if I'm in Christ, if I was baptized into Christ, Galatians 3, 27. If I'm buried with him, Romans 6, 3 and 4 and following. If I'm crucified in Christ, if everything about my life is in Christ, that should only be one result of what people get from me. And it should be Christ-like. The pressure calls them to scatter. But they didn't scatter and become quiet. Man, you would think if somebody pursuing you to kill you, regular thinking would say you run and you be quiet so that people won't find you. That wasn't the case, folks. Read it again. The Bible said they were scattered and they went about preaching. Yeah. So in other words, they weren't quiet about what they were doing. They went from place to place. And everywhere they went, they stirred it up, folks. They stirred it up. Can you imagine Saul catching wind and said, they down there in Jenkinsburg. Saul round up a posse and said, let's go to Jenkinsburg. And the disciple said, he on his way. Let's go on down to Jackson. They book on down to Jackson. Word get to Saul said, they down in Jackson. Well, how do how does Saul keep finding out where they are? Because they preaching. Yeah. The fear from Saul then paralyzed them to carry the message of Christ. They thought more of the preaching of the gospel than they did in the fearing of Saul. What's paralyzing you today? What's, what's holding you back from proclaiming that truth? Well, brother, man, I ain't trying to rock no boat. I ain't trying to make nothing harder than what it is. Well, the Bible said, Jesus said on one account, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father. Where? Which is in heaven. Which is in heaven. Yeah. But he said, if you deny me before men, I will. Now these are the words of Jesus now. That's right. I will. Mm. Ain't no doubt about it. Ain't no question about it. I will deny you before my Father. Can you imagine the father looking over to Jesus and Jesus saying, I don't know. Jesus is the way, the truth, yeah. and the life. Am I right? Yeah. Well, if you don't have him representing you, how you going to get in? So I'm saying, folks, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up and recognize there's more to life than just what this world has to offer. Man. Man. The 
Brother, man, I just don't like thinking about dying and this and that. Well, get used to it. You will. Just do good with the time that you have. Amen. And, and just maybe the Lord will keep blessing you with more time. That's right. But you're going to leave here. Yeah. You're going to leave. Yeah. Make good with the time you have. Remember that clock I showed last Sunday evening? Mm -hmm. Man, that number still keep going up. Yeah. Number of deaths around the world every second. Really, it, less than every second. Somebody around the world died. And one day, that click is going to be you. And one day it's going to be me. That's right. That's right. And if you don't believe me, this world is going to go on about its business. And within a few months or so, a year, folks are going to say, what was his name? What was his name? You remember that guy? And folks will be saying, I think I do. So what they tell you? Man, this world don't revolve around you. That's right. That's right. And it don't revolve around me. That's right. It was rotating before you got here. And it'll keep on spinning after you're dead and gone. But in the meantime, we need to be about our father's business. To go. To go. Yeah. To go. Yeah. Don't it used to bother me when folks wouldn't accept the invitation you invite them. Don't bother me anymore. I feel sorry for. Them. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to invite you to something to change your life. Yeah. But being that some will never come, I could still offer it to them. But that's why the Lord said, "Go." That's right. You take it to them. Eliminate any excuse. Well, I don't have time on Sunday, this and that. Well, you got a little time now? I want to share something with you. Well, I, 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 well hey. I try. Yeah. But regardless of what people's response may be, we are told to go. Man. This ain't, this ain't, this ain't some big restroom. You know, folks love hanging around the restroom. Mm -hmm. This ain't just some place you hang around. And, 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 and chew the fat or whatever. This, this ain't what this is. We come here to get built up, charged up, Amen. educated, learn, prepare. Yeah. But the ultimate goal is to what? Go. Go. Yeah. Don't, don't get confused that you and done God some huge favor by showing up. The mission is outside these walls. Man. So don't, 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 don't let the devil fool you. Well, brother May, I'll be glad I showed up. Excuse me? Excuse me? I think you got it mixed up. You should thank God he gave you the mind and the way to come. And don't throw brother May in the mix with any foolishness. Our worship is about God. Yeah. Not bury me. Oh, I'm happy to see you when you come, but don't go trying to put me in the same pot with God. That's that Moses foolishness. Don't mix me up in that. Go. Is that all right? It's all right.
Are you willing to go? Will you go? I don't know about that. Man, if I was a bed man in Vegas, I don't think I'll wager on that one, Adora. I don't think I'll wager on that one. But nevertheless, some of you sleeping at the gate like Jesus praying in the garden. Could you not stay away for 25 minutes? <laughs> Jesus asked for an hour. I'm just asking for 25 minutes. But I'll tell you in the same words, Jesus, sleep on. Sleep on. Sleep on. Don't wake up in the wrong place. There's work to do. And it's getting late in the evening. And the sun is going down. I pray you'll get on board. I pray you'll commit. I pray that your service to the Lord will become more than lip service. But you will first give of yourself to be a true converted servant of Christ. What's our song, Adore? 198. 198 is our invitation song for you if you haven't obeyed the gospel and surrendered your will to the Lord. You could do that today. You, be, you can become a Christian. Not a Baptist Christian, a Methodist Christian, a Lutheran Christian. You can become a Christian. You can become what's only in the Bible. The word Christian is enough. We don't need, we don't need nothing from man in front of it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right? You hear the gospel. Believe it. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ to be the son of God. Be baptized. Be buried with him in baptism. And then you can enter in through that door that Jesus talks about in John 10. When he said, I am the door. By me, if any man shall enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. That's that door. That's that door. These steps will lead you into the door. See, just going unto it ain't going to get it done. Man. You need to go through the door. That's why you need to get into Christ. Just saying you're knowing them ain't enough. You got to obey him. Man. Give your life to him today. That's what the work is. Of the church is all about. Sharing the truth with you. When nobody else won't. And we're going to keep trusting in God. Whether people leave. Or whether they keep coming. I believe more people are going to come. I truly believe. More people are going to come. And I'm, I'm just an old fashioned guy. I believe in church growth. I don't believe in church swelling. Amen. Right. You know, members bouncing from here to there and this and that. That ain't growth. That's swelling. Real church growth is going out there, bringing these folks in who are lost. Teaching them what Jesus said in the Great Commission, Matthew 28. Teaching them to observe all all things whatsoever I have commanded you. See, that's growth. Six months I worship over here. Three months I worship over here. 
few months over I worked. So, well, how in the world you get any roots? How, how in the world do you ever get rooted in doctrine if, if you're getting pulled up out of the ground, moving around every time you look around? And any plant without roots grounded into the, the ground ain't going to live. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Get somewhere. Sit down. Get rooted. Learn. Prepare. Deal with stuff. Yeah. You grow from going through stuff. Amen. Your faith grows stronger going through stuff. Yeah. I mean, any, anybody ever had a disagreement on their job about anything? Mm -hmm. Anybody? Yeah. Nobody. Never had no disagreement. Did you ever quit? No. <laughs> Dealt with it, right? That's right. Huh? Right. <laughs> you want to check? I know you did. Yes, sir. You want to go to heaven? Yes, Learn sir. to deal with stuff. That's right. That's right. The church is right. The church, Man. the plan is perfect. Man. But the people, we still got some tweaks we got to work out. Amen. Amen. But even with that, it can be done. Man. When we surrender ourselves totally to the word of God. Man. What's the number again? 198. 198. You ready to sing? Yeah. You ready to encourage somebody? Yeah. Man, boy. I'm glad my joy ain't depending on these responses, boy. Y'all gonna mess around one day, I'm gonna bring a Mountain Dew up here. And you really gonna be up. You're gonna really be in for it then. I don't care how much I ate that Sunday. Mountain Dews, boy, can regenerate me. <laughs> So the day I walk up here one Sunday evening, I got a Mountain Dew. You in for it. Yeah. <laughs> Let us together stand. Let us sing. Would you be